Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership? Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged. Hi, everyone. This is James and Terry Kraft here back at the Life Unplugged uh, podcast, and we are so excited about being with you today. Yes, we are. And today we're going to be talking about the truth about family systems. Love it. Love it. Well, this last week we had an encounter of the flu bug. Uh. And so our youngest little girl uh, got the flu and she's been, she was sick for almost two weeks. And, but then all of a sudden her temperature started spiking almost at 103 and we knew something was wrong. Right. So we mm-hmm. took her to the doctor and the doctor says, well, she has influenza A and here's a prescription for all of you guys. And so it infected, it impacted every one of us. Uh-huh. And we're, we're still on antibiotics right now that uh, we're, we're taking to make sure that we're all cared for. Not antibiotics, but the, whatever that. Tamiflu. Tamiflu. Oh. Yeah. That makes your stomach feel so, oh, so well. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's something that it impacted everyone in our family. And it we did. were like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, but we're dealing with it and we're walking through it. And uh, but we do things as a family. We don't do it separately. <laughs> but it did impact all of us. This the bug that started with our little one. Well, she's middle school now. Uh, you know, now it's impacted all of us. And we had to take some action to make sure we're all cared for. Okay. And so I think that has a lot to do with what we're talking to, talking about today. It is. And it's interesting, you know, those of us who have, have um, you know, raised kids and even been in a family, one person gets sick and everybody sort of just holds their breath because, oh man, you know, wash your hands. Yeah. You know, we've sort of quarantined her. But, you know, it it really does impact everybody. Yeah. And so we are talking about family systems and we really kind of need to understand and, um, you know, have, have an awareness about the fact that we exist in a unit, a family unit that is impacted in one way or another by our individual actions, attitudes, and beliefs. And so that's not just the flu. That is... Everything. Everything. And we really learned that, um, you know, in, in our, in our life and our story and just in our, our process as a couple. Yep. And now we live life differently because of that. You bet. Well, I, I even know that even with my own life, um, well before, even before I found freedom in our recovery, um, I didn't think in my mind, I justified it in some way that my actions, you know, my, my secret actions that I had, that my coping mechanisms we're not impacting my family directly. Mm-hmm. It was indirectly. Ah, it's okay. We can be okay. We'll make it through this. Not knowing that it was directly impacting you, our girls, and then beyond. It wasn't just our family. It was mm-hmm. impacting everybody because our family system, our family unit here has an influence beyond our home here. Mm-hmm. It has an influence to wherever we go. And so I had to realize that now knowing is that no, everything we do, everything we even think and and we act upon is something that it's going to impact one another. That's right. And and we've worked with some incredible, incredible therapists and doctors and, and sociologists and a lot of the research we've done, even through the Novus project. And, you know, we found that, that the next generation really takes with them what they know. 
So right. it, that, that doesn't necessarily have to be good or bad. It just is. Yeah. And so it's not meant to be a, a thing of fear. It's a, just a meant to be a thing of awareness and, and that's a responsibility. And, and really as, as we start to grasp that, what is it, what does it mean to, to be in a family system? Then everything we do, we really are responsible for. Yeah. Now I'm not responsible for you. Yeah. I'm responsible to you. Right. Uh, so I can't control your behavior, but, but I am responsible for myself and for, you know, the belief systems, the attitudes, the behaviors that come out of me. Yeah. And I have to know that that impacts other people. Yeah. And we've even, we've even seen that. Gosh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a piano teacher, you know, and that's one of the things that I love to do on the side. And I remember way back in the day when I'm teaching our oldest now, who's 20 years old, almost 21 this April, um, how to play the piano. And I've always had all the way through my piano playing experience. My teachers used to say, Terry, you, you, you kind of lift up your pinky. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to have better, you know, um, hand positioning. Okay. Okay. So I'm teaching my daughter how to play the piano and not noticing that I'm sticking my pinky up when I do it. So then I come back and watch her play and I go, Rachel, why, why is your pinky sticking up? Well, she learned that. Yeah. And so that's a really silly kind of example, but but it's true. But it's true. And it even it, as you see in, in our family systems, I've heard many people say this. I never want to be like my parents. I will not be like them. I will be different. And then they get older and guess what? They become just like them. They are maybe reactive or they aren't reactive. They hide themselves and they pull away and they deal with challenges just like their family of origin did. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to realize we have to be honest about where we are, and then we have to be responsible with where we are. Now, honest and responsibility are two, two things that I, I really want people to get a grasp on because honesty is the key of our family system here in the craft house. Mm-hmm. It's honesty. Now, we're going to be honest with one another, but we're going to be responsible with that honesty as well. So we're going to care for each other in that honesty. That's not holding back. We're not going to ever hold back honesty, but we're going to stay there and we're going to work through that honesty with one another. Um, so a lot of times that that's not easy. That's hard work. Mm-hmm. That really is. That yeah. really is. And and we have to remember that even the impact of our family of origin, you, we'll refer to that sometimes as our foo, um, our family of origin. Um, it, it does impact us. Um, but we are, we walk with God and so nothing is impossible. So we can change, um, and we can walk in freedom and knowing that that impacts not only us, but, but those to come, we had a gr- the great privilege of speaking at a conference recently, um, with, uh, Dr. Stoop, um, who I've also been able to hear, um, in the Townsend Institute, Dr. Townsend interviewed him and he has a great definition of a family system. And one way that he has um, us understand is, is that if a person in a family changes, that change will affect or impact other people in the family. Since each member in the family is connected to other family members, either in a good or bad way, change in a person forces everyone else to adjust to that change. A common response of a family to one individual member's change is that the family as a whole will sometimes... Um, you know, either pressure that person making the change, you know, to kind of go back to way they, to way they were, or it might actually unfold into something really amazing, beautiful, and, um, you know, new and fresh, a freedom, 
if you have, if you yeah. will. So, um, really we need to kind of understand this because a family system, not only is something that we work with individually as we grow yeah. and develop, but it's also something we are influencing That's right. as we go. Yeah. So we're bottom line is we, as people we're reproducing ourselves mm-hmm. in our kids and our family systems here. We're reproducing what our core beliefs are. Now we, our core beliefs, sometimes we don't even know what our core beliefs are. If we don't identify them, mm-hmm. they can be this be instilled in us. Like, no, I believe this, but we don't know how to verbalize that. Mm-hmm. And that gets reproduced into those we love. Hey, that's another good podcast. I know. You can walk is. people through values. I know. The values are something we, we live our life upon. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know, Terry, there's a scripture in, uh, in Psalm 78, I think kind of goes with what we're talking about. And I, I always want to base upon scripture because we're not that good. And so we want to make sure God's, <laughs> God's word is something that's guiding us. It says here in Psalms 78 verse four, and this is from the message translation. It says, we're not keeping this to ourselves. We're passing it along to the next generation, God's fame and fortune, the marvelous things he has done. Mm-hmm. And it's important. I believe that we are to identify that honesty, but then transparency, but also to make connectability take place. Guy, mm-hmm. I sound like a preacher, don't I? I have all my connect uh, my my things that sound right. Um, but I want this to be a time for people to understand is that we got to pass along these truths and the things that are going to influence the family system in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard this one time. You're going to become like those who influence you, or you're going to um, you're going to act like them. Are you going to become them, or you're going to marry them? And I think it's important for us to realize that it's like, wait a second. Um, what do I want our kids to be like? Do we want them to become uh, something like us in that is not become us, but the characteristics of us or marry someone like us? But I, I'd rather have them on their own two feet to realize they're walking in health because they've had good models. Mm-hmm. And so that they understand the family system that could really be a good influence on them. That's really good. And, and, you know, maybe it would help some of our listeners uh, to kind of go through some of the ways that maybe you, James and, and myself, how did we walk through kind of this understanding of, of first getting the awareness of how our family of origin even maybe impacted us, you know, good and bad. And we all, we all, there is no perfect family. Let's just be honest. Um, we, I love our pastor. He always says, Hey, to his kids. And then we, we now say to our kids, Hey, we'll, we'll pay for your counseling till you're 30. After that, you're on your own. You're on your own. (laughs) You got to own it. Yeah. So, um, but James, tell us, what are some of the things that really impacted you in your journey of development and growth, not only your own, only your own family of origin, but also, you know, just kind of being aware of, wow, I'm also impacting my family now. Yeah, sure. That'd be great. Well, you know, growing up with shame-based language, it's something that, you know, was kind of second nature in our home. Um, that's not saying that my family is bad. It's just is what it is, what it was, what it was. And, and, uh, I think our family did the best with what they, what we had. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was something that was taught and then it was reproduced and, and we repro- reproduce it in our own family. Right. Um, even in our own marriage, you know, and with our kids and, um, you know, some people would say, well, what does that mean? What is shame based language? You know, I, a simple example would be this, you know, if you're sitting there in your kitchen and there's dishes and the dishwasher needs to be emptied. Um, there's times you would say, gosh, I just wish someone would empty that dishwasher and you're sitting right in the other person, other person sitting right next to you, mm-hmm. you know, rather than saying, Hey, would you partner with me? And would you get this dishwasher emptied out? It'd really be a great help to me. 
You know, so there's two different ways you can ask that. The first way you feel, the other person feels like, well, I'm a failure and you're mad at me. And it's, it's indirect. It's Mm -hmm. just very indirect Mm -hmm. rather than being direct and saying, Hey, will you help me here? I need to get these dishes done. But we teach a lot of times on how to communicate that way because we never want to have direct conversation or confrontation. You know, we don't want people to say no to us a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so we'll shame people to make them feel less than so that we feel like we're in control of it, you know, or control of ourselves. But man, it makes you feel horrible. You know, when you feel shamed and I, I got to tell you, I, I transfer that into our marriage. I transfer that into parenting. You know, I remember my middle daughter one time, she goes, dad, that's shame based language. Uh, when I was talking to her, I'm like, uh, yeah, you're right. And it helped me understand why am I communicating this way? Cause I probably felt at that time out of control. Mm-hmm. And so I would want to control and push down so I can feel stronger and built up. Yeah. 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 And that's a, that, that's a big impact. And obviously then what we, what we discovered, um, on our journey was that, you know, that's rep, that's replicate you know, that's something that people replicate the kids. Yeah. Then they learn how to do, you know, kind of shame-based language. We also found that a lot of families deal with, with kind of that shame-based language. So that's definitely one of the things that oh, it's, us. it's in families, it's in society, mm-hmm. it's in on, on TV. We, we actually uh, embrace it a lot of times because it's so familiar to us. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the funny thing, the way to kind of, yeah. kind of jab at somebody. And- yeah. And we wrap that in a lot of times in our sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sarcasm was another language I'd use because if I felt, um, you know, out of control or if I felt uncomfortable and secure sarcasm would come out mm-hmm. and I would try to be the funny guy, you know, and try to make the light, the room lighter and so on and so forth. So I felt better, mm. you know, but really then that in that sarcasm where shame came out and I would then be little or I'd push people down yeah. and uh, it didn't create safe environments. Right. And that, and really honestly, we will, we will be talking more about this, but it, it impacts the way that we're able to attach especially our children attached to our, our parental figures. And, and that, that leads to us maybe not being able to attach to others, you know, in, in subsequent relationships. I know in my own journey with this, I found that this fear that was kind of the undergirding of my life, I was, I was really inadvertently passing that on to my children as well. And I remember, you know, telling my kids, be careful, don't touch that. And just, and just all the time, the fear that I was feeling, of, oh my gosh, something might happen to them. So how can I control my environments? It was being passed on to them. So then all of a sudden I would be just thinking, wow, why are they so fearful? And then I had to kind of start to look within. Wow. I'm fearful. I'm, I'm afraid. I might be afraid for really altruistic reasons. Like I don't want them to get hurt or I don't want them to get kidnapped or I don't want to get sick or I don't want them to not be people of faith. But with in that context of fear, I was literally, that family system was being created. That fear was, was, was like a foundation. And it wasn't until I could get honest about the fear that I had in my own personal life, realizing that I was impacting this family system that I was able to do something about that. That's right. And, and you know, that, that's another one of our kind of pillars of the, the life unplugged podcast is, is, is this honesty, this vulnerability in order yeah. to unplug from maybe a belief system, yeah. maybe a wounding, a, a lie that I'd lived for my whole life and being honest about that. Yeah, you know, it's good. So. You know, I think that's, if people can, I can't really connect with that because every family deals with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not just for the few it's for everybody because we all deal with brokenness within. And so if you need to hear that, that you're not alone, 
Okay. There it is. You are not alone. You're we're all broken and we're all in process. That's what this, uh, restorative life is all about, That's you right. know, that God wants to restore us, mm-hmm. um, all the way through life. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Exactly. And you know, I know that for you and I, we, we understand very deeply that it's really our obligation and our responsibility for those who are watching us. People are watching us first and foremost, our family, but we, we do have to be responsible for our actions. Um, but that our children who are going to first learn about their heavenly father through our modeling, that we we desperately want that to be an authentic, grace-filled experience. And we want that to be a foundation. Um, the Lord has entrusted us with our children yeah. uh, to pass on the things of Him in such a way that that they would find lifelong freedom. Yeah. Um, you know, what does it mean then to lay this foundation for our children and for those of us that we lead? And maybe if you're out there and you're a leader, you're a leader in your church, your corporation. And what does it mean to lead people in a way that's as a far away from bondage yeah. of, you know, sarcasm or, um, fear or whatever addiction, you call it whatever you want. As far away from those, those places of bondage. Um, and as closely as we can to this beautiful freedom, uh, and blessing. Yeah. And we realized it started with us. Yeah, it starts it sure with did. me. Yeah. Yeah, we had to come to an understanding that we had to work on us individually Mm -hmm. so that we can work on us together as a couple so that our family can be a part of that healing process. That's right. But a lot of times as even parents and many of you are parents out there, you're thinking, let's fix our kids. Uh, Let's work on them. Well, that doesn't always work that way. You got to work on you first Mm -hmm. so that you can actually go. It's like uh, being on the airplane. You put the mask on first and then Mm -hmm. help the person next to you. You know, so I think it's important, but if you're not married and and maybe if you're not even, if you don't have a family, if you don't have kids, see, this impacts everybody. This is not, um, just for the select few of those who have, you know, are married and have three kids and so on and so forth. It's for everybody. That's right. We're all broken and we all learn a language and how, and, and things in our life that we've learned from our family of origin. And there's some things that I believe God's just saying, Hey, I want you to work on that. Mm. It's not bad. You're not bad. It's just something that God wants you to work on. You know, if it's something that's a wound or a hurt or a pain, or maybe it is an addiction, maybe it's whatever a coping mechanism. God says, I want you to work on that. Yeah. He goes, I'm not calling you bad. You know, I love Terry that how God talked talk to you when I first came out with everything that I, I did and I broke. He says, my beloved has lost his way. That's how he defined mm-hmm. me to you. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those times I believe God really has instilled in us a kind of a, a genuine uh, care for us. That's right. That he loves us. He just, loves us. He we just, are his beloved. That's right. Yeah. And you just kind of, have, sometimes we lose our way and we mm-hmm. have to come back on that track. That's right. You know, so. And the great thing is, is we know that when we do, when we do humble ourselves and we come back to that place, that it impacts, you know, generations to come. So you that's bet. why this family system is so important. And, you know, there are, there are veins of even counseling that would say that, Hey, you, you need to come together and there has to be an application of, mm-hmm. you know, family, a family systems approach to even therapy. Um, you know, I think that there's a good combination of both. Yes. I really do. I think it's good for us to work individually. And sometimes then we do need to bring in, um, you know, in the setting of, of kind of working through some of those uh, family systems issues. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, if we wanted to leave you th- with a few points here that we want you just to kind of wrestle with, um, after listening to this. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few things we want to talk about. Yeah. So the first one is 
Go ahead and you want to go ahead and read that out. Yeah. The first is, Hey, let's just be honest, you know, with what's really going on inside. Yeah. And, and with the way we always bring a caveat to that, you know, with safe and qualified people, yeah. um, you know, you don't want to just stand there on the mountaintops and just start saying things that could be hurtful, yeah. you know, to, to those of, um, in your family and, and, and likewise, you know, especially if you're in ministry, but Hey, if there's something that's going on in your life, it could be, uh, something little, or it could be something major. Hey, get with some really safe and qualified people and start to be responsible for that. Yeah knowing that of course it's going to be a great impact for you individually, yeah. but it, it will impact your family. That's right. Yeah. And, and yeah, we always say, share your story with those who've earned the right to hear your story. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's earned the right to hear your story. And so make sure to sit down with somebody you trust, but also that's going to be proactive to walk you through healing. That's right. And not to yeah, let it go. The second thing is we want you to just kind of wrestle with is remember that our attitudes, beliefs, and even our, and ourselves is that, and our behaviors impact those around us. So mm-hmm. specifically my, in, in my brokenness, my brokenness impacted you mm-hmm. and our three girls. That's well, right. But also I want to flip it as well. Cause we always talk about those things, but our joy, our peace, That's right. you know, our, uh, the completion of what God's doing in us that impacts people around it us. Does. So there's a, there's always the flip side that we want to see the, what God's doing. And so we want to kind of keep working towards that healing because the healing process influences people as well, as well as the broken pieces. Mm-hmm. That's so. right. And a lot of people um, listening might think, gosh, you know, is this, is this podcast all about recovery? Is it all about, Hey, we are in, in a restorative process until we meet Jesus face to face. So these are the kind of things that we're going to have to be, whether we're in a big season of recovery as a family, or we are in a great place and we're, we're maybe pastoring, we're in ministry, we're mom and dad, and we have great fruit in our life. We still have to be remembering that these attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors are impacting those around us. So we have to be responsible for that. Yep. And the last one we really want you to just kind of, um, just received today is that this takes time. It does. And there has to be lots of grace in it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't care if it's a a big broken piece or if it's a tiny broken piece, it just takes time. And sometimes we want it to be done overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not, this is not talking about McDonald's here, you know, and where McDonald's doesn't give you the best food though either. (laughs) Okay. So we have to allow it to savor for a while and to allow time to really produce the healing that takes place inside. That's right. You're going to hear us say words like grace, truth, and time. And that's going to be something that will be a a pillar that we'll be talk about, but time takes time. It sure does. Well, I hope this helps you out. Um, everybody who's listening to this, this is real. Um, this is talk. We're talking about family here mm-hmm. and uh, we want this to be something that we have, um, for you to wrestle with today. And so we want you to continue to, uh, listen in, but if you have any questions, please go to our website at James and Terry Uh, you are able to connect with us directly right there Mm -hmm. and then we have other resources on there as well so um, but we're excited about this yes see you next time sounds good bye if you'd like to hear more from James and Terry subscribe to this channel check out their website at jamesandterrycraft.com or find them on Instagram Facebook or Twitter